Welcome to episode 11 of Lil Muck, a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, tell us about today's guest. Okay, so our guest today is Daniel Ufelder. He's an attorney here in Florida and the founder of the Make My Day Pack. He's, he also has almost 174,000 followers on Twitter due to his persistent and no-hold-barred mission to keep politicians accountable, which you know we love here at yes, the Mark Podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are so many topics to discuss here, so let's get started. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's start with how you became the favorite thorn in the side of politicians. How did this all get started for you? Well, I think the one thing that happened recently was that we had um, this deep issue up here in the Panhandle where they had uh, tried, they've been trying to privatize the beaches here in Florida. And I uh, took on a cause to fight that. And one of the private property owners was uh, Mike Huckabee. So he um, he was uh, one of the primary proponents of privatizing the beaches. And yeah, on his Twitter page, he had someone who wanted to have uh, ask for a Secret Service code name. So as a joke, and I, I tweeted, I said, well, how about Beach Thief? It's kind of a joke. <laughs> so um, because it was just kind of a facetious type of statement. And um, what happened was that he ended up filing a, a bar complaint against me uh, to, against my license to practice wow. law. So, <laughs> so that's, yeah, so that's I taking things a little too far. I, and I've been <laughs> yeah. So I uh, <clears throat> I had been battling this beach issue for a long time, and you know I've been attacked by a lot. Of, there's a lot of wealthy private golf front owners here who didn't want me to be fighting for public beach use. So. I figured, I mean, what, when are these people going to stop? I mean, because, you know, they just were relentless. So I said, well, why don't I just go ahead and release this bar complaint, you know, to the media? Because it was mm. so ridiculous. <laughs> and I released it, and it got, uh, and I did my response, and then it ended up going uh, to some, like, papers. And then, uh, and then I guess, at that time, I had 400 Twitter followers. Wow. But then, once it got out, over the weekend, I went to, like, 100,000. Because it just kind of went crazy that people, I guess, don't like Mike Huckabee, <laughs> for one, and they also like, and also people that uh, stand up to them. Mike Huckabee was the governor of Arkansas who ran for president twice. His daughter is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is with Trump's, you know, mouthpiece or, yes. you know, liar in chief for a long time, and, and Huckabee. Uh, so, so, I mean, that was a more recent thing, and so um, I started this pack once I got all these followers to try to help people who were being attacked and it kind of goes back and now I'm dealing with DeSantis and Matt Gates is my congressman. And so, um, it's really been my whole life. I've been fighting for things just because of, you know, my parents have always instilled in me the importance of standing up for things. You know, my family history is, you know, deeply affected by, you know, my, I have a lot, my, a lot of my, uh, my grandfather escaped Nazi Germany, mm. his parents and were all killed in the concentration camp. And so, you know, I think a lot of it comes from my upbringing where my parents really, they said to me at a young age, you know, you can complain about this thing or you can go out and do something. So, I mean, it's just the way I've been raised, whether I'm taking, fighting for against the Confederate flag or for beach use or against Huckabee, it's just 
I guess it's just in my nature, yeah, just just to do this. Yeah, and you definitely do things in such interesting ways. And when COVID started, Governor DeSantis here uh, closed and then reopened beaches. And as a form of protest, you did something really unique about it uh, (laughs) that we loved. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah. So when he, uh, in early March, uh, he, uh, I was, we were, our family was actually planning to go on a spring break trip to, to Europe. And um, we canceled that, obviously. But right. um, I'd seen all these pictures of people wearing these hazmat suits. So I went to the local paint store, and I, I picked up the mask, and I also saw this paint suit. I said, well, is it going to get this bad? So I started wearing these paint suits on the beach to get people off the beach. <laughs> so like kind of as a hazmat suit. <laughs> and it worked. And then... But then he closed the beach, then he opened the beaches and opened everything, and I sued him. And then and I said, well, what is this guy? I mean, we have a deadly pandemic coming. I mean, at that point in time, there, we didn't, you know, it was started that we had limited cases. I mean, it was kind of stayed under control because people were following him. And I said, this guy, DeSantis, is not, he doesn't care. Mm. I mean, so what do I have to do to get our leadership's attention and the world's attention that, this is a serious deadly matter. So I said, well, why don't we wear a Grim Reaper <laughs> costume and go around the beaches of Florida oh and to get people to take this seriously. And that's, I did that May 1st when the beaches reopened. And I've been to uh, the beaches all over North Florida. I've been to Miami. I've been to the Doral Hotel and Trump Doral Hotel. <laughs> oh, my Miami. goodness. Uh, actually, <laughs> with my daughter, she came with me. And then I've been to Jacksonville. I've been to uh, Tallahassee. Uh, and I've wow. been to, yes, I've been all over the state of Florida in the and Green Reaper. How do people react uh, when, when people first saw you sort of out of their peripheral vision, you know, suddenly there's the Grim Reaper? What, what, did, what were some reactions from folks who sort of realized that you're just standing there silently? Uh, it, uh, it was, it was a mix. I mean, I, I have, I'm not going to, there was some negative reaction and I've, <laughs> people have attacked me in different <gasps> forums. And, oh my God. But. Most people have been been, been uh, fairly. I mean, it was a mixed reaction. I've had some people, some pretty drastic reactions in Jacksonville. I had a guy kind of get upset and here at the beach. But it's been pretty, you know, positive overall. I mean, it's, it's been, um, you know, I'm not out there to try to. I mean, people want to talk to me. I'll talk to them. A lot of people want to take their pictures. A lot of them want to <laughs> kind of find out why I'm doing this. And but it it it's. It definitely gets an instant reaction one way or the other. Yeah. Because, you know, but now people know I'm doing it. So I haven't done, I haven't done it in a little while. I'm actually doing, I've been doing some other things, but that, the, the Grim Reaper, um, now there's Grim Reapers all over the country, I'm finding. You know, they're oh. showing up where Trump is. And, I love it. But Look the at thing this is, inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they show up and everyone's like, were you in Washington? No, I wasn't. Were you at Bedminster? <laughs> no. no. Oh, but but it, it's really, I mean, it's been a quite an eye-opening experience because it's not something I thought I would ever do. I'm pretty, you know, I'm a fame. I'm, I'm pretty conservative in what, you know, my, I'm a lawyer. I work, you know, I go home. I'm with my young kids, my wife. And mm-hmm. putting on costumes is not something I've <laughs> done really before. But, but, but this is, this is so bad. I mean, this is, I mean, Florida is, yeah. and now with these herd, you know, now the next thing I'm doing here with um, the herd immunity that they're pushing, this is, crazy theory that I'm actually now a couple of days, actually I was supposed to be in Tallahassee today with a herd of goats that we were going to stand in front of the governor's <laughs> mansion. Oh my God. 
So, but we have the hurricane, so I'm doing it next week. But it, it's the, the level of it's really a, a it's a kind of a, a we're at a dark moment here in some respect with our president. Really, Trump. I don't think he cares about anybody. I don't. Mm, I think yeah. he lacks uh, yeah, empathy. I, and I think Ron DeSantis is kind of a similar uh, political person where it's all methodically calculated. And so Florida has become what I think the rest of the country would have become if, you know, so it just really bothersome to me. And that's, if I could spend all my time fighting this because it's, it's, I don't, you know, now the schools are open, you know, that's a whole problem. You know, they're playing sports, football. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're here now in North Florida where they've closed schools for the hurricane, which is, you know, why? Yes. But we're going to reopen for a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, that's the ludicrous that we're living in now. I mean, that we're now talking about, I mean, I'm getting alerts, you know, at two in the morning, you got a flood work. I mean, I've got every, every five minutes I'm getting an alert from our kids. Our kids are at home school, so I'm not even sure why I'm getting alerts from the superintendent. <laughs> but I'm getting them every five minutes. I'm like, what if we had alerts for people getting sick and dying from the pandemic? Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, this is, it's just, I'm living in Alice in Wonderland where, where people are concerned. Hurricanes are very serious, yes, but eight people died from Hurricane Michael, mm. which is a horrible situation. But, I mean, eight people in the last half hour died from COVID in the United States. Yeah. And, and did they close the testing? Uh, they did that down here where we didn't even get any hurricane coming in, and they, they closed the testing down. Yeah, they closed. Uh, well, yeah, last, I guess the hurricane a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, testing here is, I, mean, I think people have kind of given up on testing. I mean, I think, um, I think a lot of people um, are... I think testing is down because um, I don't know why, but it's it's not going away. I mean, it, 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 it's here. You know, I think that the gov- the president and the governor and his advisors are looking to this herd immunity type of uh, solution, which is results in millions of people dying. Yeah. Well, I mean, the herd the the herd mentality just to me is like mob mentality, right? Which is that's what they want too, right? They want everyone just to sort of be on yeah. board. Herd mentality, yeah, I think he's, yeah, they're both. It, he, he's got a herd mentality. The president is, you know, I I believe that we are witnessing some sort of, he is a cult leader. He's a cult of personality. Oh, he, he, no People doubt. gravitate him because of his, his personality. And, and it, it, it's amazing. I mean, he you can doubt him, you can criticize him, but he has an aura of ability I know because I live in a very red area oh, and I, yeah, I, I deal say. with people who are, yeah. I live in a panhandle and I have clients and friends and relatives who I'm like, you're a smart person. Right. Why? I mean, at some point you can just, leave. nobody's going to blame you for leaving this guy. I mean, you know but what? he's got to, he's got to sell over people. Yeah. You but know? you know what it is? Like we talk about this a lot on the podcast. It's like all of a sudden this normal elected person, something changes, but it's really, it's like something basic in our, in us as humans where they belong to something. They feel like they're a part of something. Right. It's like this right. and it's, they're against the whole world and they yes. feel like it's their, you know, like these he rights. He speaks and, to them. Yeah. There's this some fire way. that uh, somebody like Trump, like everybody loves to talk about how president Obama was this great communicator, but like the fact of the matter is Trump bumbles through a lot of it and maybe it's crazy talk, but he's communicating very clearly with, <laughs> a, with an entire group right. of people right. who 
I mean, even in 2016, we like to say, oh, well, no way Hillary's going to get elected. No one's going to. And we really were ignoring the fact that he was getting through and the same things happening now. Like, I really see well, him connecting with large. I predicted, yeah, I, I, I predicted four years ago he was going to win. People said mm. it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's something in the simplicity yeah. in his, his well, speech. The, the, well, what I saw when well, the reason I knew he was going to win was because I was involved in 2015. I've been, we have a Confederate flag at our courthouse here in Fulton oh County. And I've been trying to get it taken down for 10, 15 years. And in 2015, we had a really conservative after the, you know, what happened with, they were taking them out all over the country, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I saw the, the anger. I mean, we had, my wife and I did a petition to take down the Confederate flag. And we had to get security at our home and my office. Mm. These people were so, so there's, a, there's an underbelly of just that he taps into. That yeah. is very dangerous, and I, I, I feel I, I'm very concerned that he's going to get reelected. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm very concerned. I'm concerned too because I don't yeah. know what what comes next. And when you pay attention as much as we all do, like it's very scary to know like what could be the next thing. And I don't know right now at the as it is, it's going to take decades and decades for us to even repair all of the damage that's been done like even as you would probably know like judgment pla- placing uh, judges i'm sorry yeah. you know putting judges right, in, right. in uh, appoint appointments that's like yeah it's that's incredible it's, that, yeah that's decades yeah and even the thing i i think about too is it the economy you know mm-hmm. um you know if by any chance uh biden ends up winning this he's gonna be sitting there with with yeah. the results of the mess of covid right and then right. I, then it's going to be, well, he's to blame. Everyone's going to blame him because he's going to mm-hmm. be the sitting president. Right. Because people have short memories. Well, well, what I find is that what why, that's and what we need people to do, like you're doing and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. We need people to speak out and stand up and do things because, you know, it, it, it's just I mean, it's just too important. I, I, I'm very concerned about if this man gets reelected. I know what's going to happen to our democracy. I know. And, I think DeSantis, we're seeing it, we may not see it in other states. You may think, oh, it's not. we're here in Florida where his, basically his minion, his, his disciple is, you know, he, he placed DeSantis in this position. Right. It, it may, any, any, any major decision DeSantis makes, he runs by the president. I know. I mean, so, so, so I see with this guy, DeSantis, he is dangerous and he's, there, people are dying unnecessarily. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying. We, I said back in March, when before I put this Grim Reaper thing on, I said, let's take three months, shut it down, you know, pay people what they got, mm. you know, what they need, mm-hmm. and, and it'll flow through. And, you know, people thought it was crazy. And, you know, now now we're here in September and we're not any better off right. we were. And this March. is our I season. Mean, so this is this is when the, the money starts coming into Florida. We're supposed to. And, and it's jeopardized. Yeah, I just saw Disney, like Universal's furloughing. I just read while we're talking, Universal just furloughed 5,000 people. Wow. I mean, yeah, Universal extends a furlough for 5,000 employees. I mean, people, what is, what is happening is the, the chasm between the, the to-do and the not-to-do is widening. You know, you know, I'm fortunate, you know, my wife doesn't work. We have two young kids. You know, we can, you know, we're not, I'm not sending my kids to school. I mean, I mean, but I have that, that choice, you know. You know, a lot of people, they both work. They can't do that. You know, we have it. So people that can get a tutor or can, you know, one spouse is not working can can have their kids stay home and not have to wear a mask yeah. for eight hours. You know, but they make you wear a mask for eight hours in a classroom. I mean, 
so, you know, we're able to do those things. The people that have, you know, ability to do that are doing that. But, you know, this, this is the, how are people, even these kids went to school without, you know, they, they missed the whole spring, right? Right. Torah's education is already horrible. So they missed the whole spring. Now they're going to some school with, you know, 50, 60% of kids there. The teachers got a mask. Half of them are online. I mean, you think they're getting, you think they're, you know, getting a quality education sitting there in that situation? Yeah, no, no. I mean, and and like you said, for families that are capable of filling in the gaps that are missing in this sort of right. hybrid, high-flex uh, style of learning that we're going into, those kids might fare well at the end, but then for for children who don't have that access mm. and lack that equity, right. like they're just going to be further and further behind. And then, you know, we have that education gap continuing yeah. to, to be wide. Yeah, and, 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 and they don't want, the schools aren't open because they care about education. The schools are open so the parents don't have an excuse not to go to work. <laughs> that, that's why they're doing, you know, it, it, that's why the Santa's the members pushing this through. They don't, they don't, all the, the Santa, all Trump cares about is keeping the stock market afloat, mm-hmm. you know, you know, artificially, you know, keeping his, it, 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 but what's amazing is that the people that are still supporting him do not benefit from his policy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. you know what I mean? I mean, how many of them benefit from the tax cuts or from deregulation or from the COVID mismanagement or sending people back to schools or, privatizing beaches or all these things that they do it doesn't bet that that's what that's why it's a cult because the people that are supporting trump are not benefiting yeah, from right. his policy well, yeah and that's the crazy thing about it but it's, it's like, how because it's <laughs> tapping again he's like tapping into this underbelly that anger of uh you know it's it's easier to when it's easier to exist and be angry and be in a group and point at others and say they're less than me like when they attack immigrants when they attack people of color and say that i'm it, well i i might be poor and white but at least i'm not that right and they can say i'm not an immigrant and they can say that person steals my job because it's easier to do that than actually look at what's happening and it's like the fact that you keep voting for electeds and politicians that d- aren't doing you any favors they're 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 supporting corporations that are sending your job overseas for decades like this these are the reasons that we are where we are but it's easier right. to be angry about it and to identify with somebody who tells you that you're great and America's great it's everybody right. else who's bad all yeah. these people are bad you know well i think it's also your social media i think he's Social media, you know, while I like Twitter and it helps me get my message across, I think social media, they, the Republicans and Trump have been more effective in using social media to divide people and get people radicalized. You know, I think they have been more effective mm-hmm. at, you know, because people, you know, are more interested in negative stuff or divisive stuff, whether it's the media or, you know, social media. I think, you know, that he is, he and the people who are helping him are much more, um, I think, sophisticated and more uh, nimble and more at, at using that tool than, than the Democrats. And that's what I consider. I mean, I, I think the Democrats, they have so much to work with, this guy. I mean, mm-hmm. And yet he's tied, you know, in Florida, you know, it's neck and neck. I mean, yeah, well, you know, the Democratic Party here, the Democratic Party here is not very organized <laughs> from my experience. Yes. Like they can't get, they got to get it together. It should be a slam dunk, right. but it's not. And 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 we're speaking from a blue county. Like we're at least we're down here. I know you're fighting the good right. fight up there, but we are like down here in this blue county. Where and it's we, still hard. Yes, 
And we still have, we have 600,000, Daniel, we have 600,000 registered Democrat voters. And like, right. I don't know how many show up, but it, like in the last election, it was like 0.6% yeah. or something. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was crazy for the, for the <sighs> midterm that just, or the, yeah. the primary that just happened. The primary. That, that, oh, really? It was that small of a turnout? Yes. It was so small. Well, they depressed, I mean, Trump, what, right here, I'm going to have deep, you know, from his hurricane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it happens all day long. I, I suggest that we should do a beep every time some, this may be a little, every time somebody dies from COVID. Yeah, right. Maybe it'll start sinking in. I mean, I'm getting a, I get it, I get a, there's a flash flood warning. That's very important. But I mean, our priorities are, well, they're also good at, you know, getting people not to vote, whether they, you know, suppressing right. the turnout, you know, you know, whether it's, I mean, he's been working that. Trump says he repeats things. He's repeats this voting thing. Voting's going to be a problem. You know, it's, he, he cannot, you know, his, 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 he has serious potential criminal liability mm. that he's a subject to if he doesn't get reelected, you know? And right. I don't think he likes uh, to lose. That's, that's what I'm but, waiting for. But, but, yeah. I'm waiting for this. But so it, it, I mean, we got to get this guy out of office. Yes. And I mean, that's, you know, with DeSantis, you know, he, he, Florida's got a Republican governor, mm. Republican attorney general, Republican, uh, you know, pretty much down Supreme the line. Court. Yeah. You know, so that, yeah, so they're going to push, you know, if, if he loses Florida, he loses. So you that watch would be the, the best. next couple of months. Well, so let's talk about the, your your pack a little bit. So my, uh, Make My Day Pack um, is raising money, and you're from what I could tell from the site, you're supporting uh, two candidates that I love. I'm so excited about this. So you're raising uh, money to support the opponent of Matt Gates, who you said was your rep. So Phil Err. Right. Is running for that Bill seat. Air, yeah. Bill Air yeah. is running for that seat right. in, the, in that district, the for the first congressional district, I believe it is in Florida. And then Christy Smith, who's running in California, um, for the seat that Katie Hill resigned from last year. So she's and which is a story we covered on the Muck on yeah, episode we did cover uh, that. I think seventeen of the Muck. So why are these two seats the ones you you're focusing on with your pack? Well, I don't. I, the ones I've got on my list. I mean, I'm going after like Matt Gates, Lindsey Graham, Ooh, okay. Devin mm-hmm. Nunes. Nice. Yeah, Devin yes. Nunes, uh, Susan Collins, oh, Mark McSally. <laughs> yeah, because those, the, yeah, the ones that you know, basically bad actors. That because what this whole my pack kind of emanated out of was, you know, Mike Huckabee, who's this very influential, wealthy Republican Fox News guy. Mm-hmm. You know, his daughter is the spokesman for Trump. You know, attack basically trying to silence. You know, but you know, he filed a bar complaint against me to make me shut me up over a beach issue. Right. I mean, and that's what Devin Nunes, you know, Devin Nunes sues everybody. You know, he sues Devin Cow, you know, fake count. You know, Mac, they, they, they are, so what What the purpose was was to support people that, that stand up to bad actors because I know, you know, personally by just my own battles with people like Mike Huckabee and, you know, Mac Gates, Ron DeSantis, and that, that they come with it all. I mean, they come, they don't, they come with all guns blazing so mm-hmm. that's why we set this up to support people that you know Mitch, you know we got lindsey graham in a you know in a neck and neck case yeah. race with Ugh. you know I, who would have thought that that, I mean, that that race is yeah. exciting so exciting and yeah. susan collins is going to lose maybe and you know mitch mcconnell is got you know there's some good shots of i mean of, of i mean there's some good people who are putting their necks down the line like mm. you know jamie harrison you know is running against Lindsey Graham. I mean, African American South Carolina could beat, but that would be amazing. What yeah. to think if he could, could beat Lindsey Graham, or you know, or Susan Collins loses to you know, she's horrible. I mean, she's just she's 
people like Susan Collins are, they're the worst. I mean, the people that do, there's two categories. Either, either like a bad actor that's like Trump who's just all over it. Just like everything he does is in your face. And there's Susan Collins who's like, oh, I'm, I'm offended or I'm, you know, or I'm concerned. And, and they're like this kind of like mm. conciliatory yes, bad yes, actors that kind of, that those people are just as bad. We talk about this all they, the time. We, yes, because yeah. they're, they're you know we know what's what we're com- what's coming with Trump, right? Like yes. we talked about this a couple weeks ago. With we know what to expect. We know what to expect. <laughs> it's the people who've been there for a while and are using yes. it right. to their advantage. They're propping this guy up and they're using their power to keep this going. Yeah, really, when that, they know worse. they're the worst. They know full well how bad yes. this they is. are. And they need yeah, Marco to... Rubio. Oh, oh my you know. God, please. No, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I mean, Marco, <laughs> I know Marco Rubio a long time. And he's, he's a, I knew, I was in Miami, I practiced in Miami. I knew him when he was just a kid. You know, he's about my age. I mean, to think that this guy, who is is a smart guy, and I don't think would have just sold his soul yeah, so power. easily. They, it's well, the but, but what it is spineless. is they know they're so afraid of getting primaried. Yes. They're so, because what happened was, Ron DeSantis was a nobody. He was a nobody. He was a, and, and Adam Putnam, who was the borrowing of the Republican Party, was going to walk in and be governor. And, and Trump said, no, I like this DeSantis guy. And bam, it's out. Right. Adam Putnam, who was agriculture commissioner, was like, That's just right. let, yeah. get in line. Here, here, you're next. He just mm. got knocked out yeah. by this kid that nobody knew. Yeah, well. so, I mean, that, that, that's the cult. It's a cult of personality. And he's, in the cult is not just these whack jobs that go and maskless to a, an open stadium in in right. Nevada. I mean, or Tulsa. Mm. It's the it's Marco Rubio. It's right, right. Uh, you know Susan Collins. It's Mitch McConnell. It's Lindsey Lindsey Graham. What did he say about? I mean, they know this guy is horrible. Oh, they I mean, know. They know. They, they know from the beginning. Yeah. And then they then they turn. But, their, but they, they, he they can't do what he can. They're so afraid. They're afraid. Yeah. They are so afraid because Marco Rubio. You know, while I've been practicing law, I mean, we probably similar. I've been practicing law for almost 25 years. I've run my own business. Marco Rubio has never had a job other mm. than a politician. That's right. So well, he's, he doesn't. So he, he is so scared. That's right. I mean, what is he going to do well, he's, if he's not a senator? He's been. He's one of these guys, and there's a little Republican machine in Miami that churns these guys out, and so they they move them right. up that chain. Move. He was always groomed to do this. Yes. Like this is what Marco Rubio was. Because here's the <sighs> thing. I know he's a smart guy. Like I get it. But he's very easily yeah. manipulated, and he has no. To backbone. me, I feel like no he will. Yeah, all. he will go wherever he's told to go. He really does. But the do bad much. things he was doing before, as how you know yes. now, his, his bad mistakes are just are so much more monumental because I mean he's head of the Senate Intelligence yeah. Committee. But I mean, you know, uh, Daniel, the the thing and, that's the scariest thing about him is that when he when you watch an interview with him or watch him talking. It's like there's nothing happening. It's like he's reciting some talking points, and I'm like, where's the human? Where did that person go that has just lost – because of this need to hang on to power, right. he's lost all right. his integrity and, like, ability to be a human. I mean, at the end of the day, the history books are going to have the names of every single one of these people who sat yeah. in that Congress and yes. watched this happen. And so – And did nothing. And we have to remember and we have to remind people that uh, we – this is who it that, was. Yeah, but that's the fear, though, is that people have these short-term memories with this stuff. Yeah. And, and That's true. You know – well, they, yeah, they do, but I mean, I, um, well, I mean, what I, I mean, I just know I was a history major at Stanford and I know history is written ultimately and they, people that, I just want to be somebody that my family and could say, hey, what did he do? Mm-hmm. You know, he did, you know, he did what he could. He, 
spoke out and, you know, he, however he could, I mean, my, you know, really goes a lot back to my family's history of, you know, being killed in the Holocaust. I mean, I'm not saying we're at a Holocaust situation, but, but the in- inhumanity that is necessary to kill 6 million people because they're mm. Jewish. I mean, right. I-, I wouldn't be alone. I mean, my grandfather came over when he was a teenager and he started a business and my parent, you know, and his, my dad's cousins are still, they were some of the youngest, they're, they're living, they're alive still, they're some of the youngest survivors. Mm. And it, it just, it has a very, <clears throat> just seeing these things about, you know, the, the detention centers where, you know, whether the hysterectomies is ice detection. Oh my gosh. I mean, this, no, no, I mean, no. just putting kids in cages and, and just the, the, the lack of concern about this COVID. I mean, people, they're, they're just justifying, oh, well, that person is, um, you know, well, he's got an underlying condition. Oh, well, he's in prison. Or, well, he, you know, it's not really... Co- I mean, these people are dying, and their family members can't go to their funeral. Mm, right, right. I mean, I mean, this is... It's just, it's, it's, it's just what... The, the, the similarity that I... Is that, that I just was raised in this, you know, is the, the lack of... Um, it's just the dehumanization. That's, that's what I'm... Yes. I guess it's the, this COVID process is showing the dehumanization that is being accepted you know i talk to people well we had this number of deaths well it's like automatic knee jerk oh well what if that person was going to die and it's like what yeah, i mean this, well, that yeah, person this... was in a nursing home mm. or that person was in prison right. or that person was overweight or that i mean it's like and the ages really? I mean, in the beginning was was so shocking and horrible that people were saying things like well it's just the older community and you know like it, it and, and almost as if it doesn't, yeah, as if it didn't matter if, if well, those just, members well, he's, died he's, off. He's, he's mm. just a, this COVID has shown how how little Americans really care about mm. human life. Yes. It's really about money, material things. How does it affect me? You know, right. I'm sitting here, I mean, hurricane, yeah, people's property. I mean, they're worried about their property. I mean, yeah, that's important. Yes, your house is flooded and. That's horrible, but I mean, we're shutting down schools, and why are we getting alerts because there's flooding? I mean, that, that's great, but people are dying right. from a COVID. Right. I mean, and, and we're rushed. So, I mean, football was canceled this weekend because of the hurricane, but it'll be back next week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's definitely a a, a values issue that that of what people deem important. Um, that yeah, you think football? And, and you think American, they care about these kids playing football? Yeah, and the American culture cultivates that. You know, it, 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 it's just. I don't know. It, 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 so it keeps me going because there's never enough. I mean, my Twitter is a way that I can communicate and keep people updated. And I try to fight with misinformation. Yes. Information. Everything I post, I try to verify. And so it, it's really a good tool because I think Twitter has been has a lot of, used by the right to you know manipulate. I think Facebook is just horrible. I think Facebook is just manipulative of. The right has gotten that under control, so I don't yeah. really use Facebook much. But Twitter, I think, if used properly, Twitter is a way to balance the scales of, of power. You know? Yeah, I think that's amazing. And in addition to that, you also have started a new podcast as a way to reach out to people. So do you want to tell us yes, uh, yes. the name of that so some of our listeners can check it out? Yeah, it's a Make My Day podcast. And what we're doing is I've, um, we're inviting people like, that I think are just regular, you know, people that are, are doing things that are standing up to bad actors. Like I had the first episode, I had Dr. Staff. He's an allergist in Tallahassee. He runs uh, physicians for public good, physical or, uh, or responsibility. 
And uh, he's, he's been with me a couple times at the governor's mansion calling for a statewide mask mandate. We've been in front of the governor's mansion a couple times. He's been there several times, uh, basically demanding the governor require masks. So we had, I interviewed him, and he talked about COVID and what we can do. And I've interviewed Adam Parkamenko, who's a Democratic consultant and, you know, kind of a real, so, he's got a social media person, and he stands up to people. And I uh, I've re- interviewed Rebecca Jones, the woman who, um, Ron DeSantis fired, who ran mm. the passport. Nice. So that one, I interviewed her, and, and I'm interviewing, you know, so it's, it's really, like, I think that it's, um, it's hard <laughs> for people to, um, we live in such a short attention span world that I, I hope a podcast like this and what I'm doing will, where people listen, that they can talk about things in, in longer periods of time. And, and I think, I think, I mean, I'm seeing more and more people do, I mean, it just, you know, I see good people and bad. I see Alan Dershowitz is doing one now, which is not a good thing. Yeah. But I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I mean, Dersh- I mean, there's an example. Alan Dershowitz, a brilliant legal scholar, decides to, you know, represent Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump. I mean, oh, I know. you I don't mean, have it's... to take those cases. I mean, <laughs> I reject cases all the time. Right. I mean, I, I, I mean, you don't have to represent a pedophile. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to represent a tyrant. Right. But I mean, Alan Dershowitz, who's Jewish, and that, and that, and he's decided to represent somebody that foments anti, is just a racist. And I mean, yeah. I don't know, maybe, I mean, it's just, so if Alan Dershowitz is going to do a podcast, I mean, that's going to inspire me to do mine for sure. <laughs> yes, because, I love it. You know, I, I, I mean, <laughs> because I used to respect him. I mean, you know, he, you know I'm an attorney. I, you know, he, people like Alan Dershowitz, you know, are good lawyers, but, but he's, he's part of this cult. I mean, you know, he's he's part of the cult, you know. Yeah. He's part of this Trump cult, you know. Oh, that that is, that, you know, he goes and argues for Trump at, as his attorney at the impeachment proceeding. You know that? Why, why would you do that? I mean, really, <laughs> is it that yeah. important to you? Well, it's part of being I mean, in that. You got to be in that circle. You got to have your faith. Sometimes it, it's it, just to be. It, in the, the more and more media. I look at it, and I'm studying cults. So let me just yeah. tell you, this is this is a cult. Yes. It, you know, I, I, it sounds crazy. It really does. But I mean, people are people are choosing to. You watch some of these videos of people at these rallies who are saying COVID is not real. Yeah. I mean, I was in Jacksonville Beach the Fourth of July, mm. doing my Grim Reaper tour, and this guy comes up to me. He may have been a little drunk, but this overweight, you know, kind of Trumper comes up to me. He says, uh, he says that the virus, the the Biden created the virus. Oh gosh. To, but he was he was leaving. Yeah, people no, the Biden it's virus. The, the plan. It's the plan. He's going to vote. That guy's going to vote. That yeah. guy is going to vote. You're trust right. me. You're right. That guy. He, he, he may not do anything this year, but he's going to vote. And you know who's going to vote for? Oh, so my God. Florida is really, I think, what has happened in this country is people have, have, have decided to, which is another bad whole other story, tried to isolate themselves. Like I went to school in California in Palo Alto. People are trying to, you know, the enclave there, New York, you know, people who are maybe a little more, I don't know, who are maybe a little more open-minded, maybe, mm-hmm. have been walking to big cities and, and getting away and, right. and separating themselves from the people in the valley. But, I, I mean, Florida is, is really, we've got a mix. You know, we've yeah, got mm-hmm. big cities, you got West Palm, you got Miami, but you also got Central Florida, you got here. And so, you know, it, 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 this virus, I think, has exposed a lot of the problems in our country, in our state, in the infrastructure. Florida has not been, Florida is so reliant on tourism 
in real estate that they, they, they couldn't, they had no other industry, so they couldn't shut down. Right. So, I mean, it's, it, mm. I don't know, I'm probably talking a little more than I need to. But, <laughs> yeah. We love it. Are you uh, kidding? This is like do. all we talk about. We would talk about it all day if somebody wouldn't pay us to yeah, do Yeah, no, it. I think it's important <laughs> to talk, and it's also important to take action. So, I mean, yes, so, I'm planning to go next week to, you know, to a herd immunity thing at the governor's mansion. Yes, I, I love it. I love that you um, managed to get a herd of goats. How, how does one even begin to uh, round up a herd of goats? How did you do that? Well, it, well, my mom is a saint, so I was the best mom you know, and a saint for a wife. So I, I was thinking about, I, I don't know, I don't have a lot of hobbies, maybe. And I think about, <laughs> I, I don't play golf, and I don't go to bars. So I think about how, you know, these things that bother me, you know, how to, you know, create clear image of how, like the Grim Reaper. I mean, that was, that was a process to get to that point where I felt like, um, you know, I've done all these things. I've sued the governor. Right. I've gone a hazmat suit. I mean, you're kind of with them. And so the herd, the ghost was this herd of media. I mean, I, I know this Dr. Atlas, he's a doctor. He's, uh, he's from Hoover Institute, Stanford. I went to Stanford. I know Hoover Institute is not really Stanford. Uh, Ron DeSantis, like uh, two weeks ago, he, when his schools reopened, he brought Dr. Atlas, who is now Trump, you know, one of his medical advisors, uh, to go around the state with DeSantis to talk about schools reopening and how, you know, we really, really need to just focus on, you know, the elderly, vulnerable population, but everyone else, you know, you know, you know, not so much. So, I mean, so it's basically a herd immunity. You can only get herd immunity. In order to get herd immunity, first you have one way is to get a vaccine, which right. we don't. I don't think we're having time soon. The other way, possibly, which I don't think is even possible, is to have a huge percentage of the population get the virus. Right. I mean, like sixty to seventy percent, which would result in millions of deaths. Millions. Yes. So I said, well, how am I? What do I? What, what could represent that? I said, what about a herd? And my, my mom has goats. So my mom has goats. My mom's got three goats that are adult goats, and um. I said, Mom, can I take the ghost to Tallahassee? She goes, well, how are you going to get them there? <laughs> I'm like, that's a good question. Because <laughs> they're fully grown. I mean, you can't. And so I said, well, yeah, that's probably true. I can't. They're called licorice Snickers and a, a baby Ruth. She, those are her <laughs> so, so I said, well, I need to do this because uh, I've talked to look at cows. I looked at sheep. So we found somebody in Tallahassee that's got a goat farm that's going to, uh, she's got four or five kids baby goats that were that she's gonna she's been really helpful and we're gonna we're supposed to do it today but we had the hurricane so we're gonna do it next wednesday we're gonna have two doctors with me and we're gonna talk about you know herd immunity and and amazingly i mean i i hate being right maybe sometimes i really hate being right was last night you know donald trump is interviewed by george stephanopoulos and he says i don't know if you saw this but they asked him and he said well, what about all these deaths? Well, it's going to be a herd mentality. Yes, We're going yes. to herd our way through it. So he's not even mincing words. Right. You know, that's what, so, so that's what their plan is. Mm. To kill as many, they don't care. No. They don't care. So, so I'm bringing the herd. So I got a herd of goats. We're going to go next Wednesday. I'm going to, I'm not going to be a full Grim Reaper. You'll, you'll have to find out what, <laughs> it's going to be a little mixture of my, oh. I have a new cause. Oh, oh so exciting. God, I'm so, so excited. He's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, listen, Daniel, this has been amazing. Again, I love your Twitter. Where can we find you on Twitter? What's your handle? At D-W-U-Felder, U-H-L-F-E-L-D-E-R, law. 
Wonderful. Perfect. And I, I got to tell you, we're down here in Broward, but we are rooting for you up there. Yes. We, we send a lot of love to all of our friends that are up there in uh, the red counties in Florida fighting the good fight. And thank you for everything that you do. And and uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but I'm telling you, this Grim Reaper thing, it, it everything, the goats, I mean, it yes. really does, it, whatever we can do to continue to bring so? attention to the madness. Okay. Yes. And I love the, the creative Yes. Symbolic gestures of it all. It's incredible. And thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I I just want, I mean, it's just encouraging to know that people are, you know, I mean, you don't know what people think you're crazy or you have an impact. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. Appreciate it. Yes. You know. I'm up here in Trump land and not everyone loves what I'm doing. Yeah. So. I know. Well, I imagine. So yeah, I it's so brave. Say, yeah. Keep fighting that fight. It really is. It will make a difference. It'll, it'll pay off. I know it. For sure. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm not giving up. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All so right, next awesome. Wednesday, I'll be at the governor's mansion and uh, we'll have some kid goats and maybe we'll get the governor to take this seriously. But yes. Well, we'll oh. keep an eye out for it. We'll we'll retweet it. Uh, we don't have as oh. many followers as you, but we will retweet that story. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Thank you again for coming okay. on the show. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Bye. 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 If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for the Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.